0: Joe Sullivan on the podcast, my friend. We were already shit chatting. Um, and uh, we we're just talking about like the local climate and how in 2020 where everyone's saying, you know, fuck, we can't wait to get to the end of this year. And and my friend, everyone everyone's assuming, yeah, the end of this year, 2021 will be better. It might be, but it might not. Like it's 2020's 2020's bad um, on a lot of different fronts. But we know, economically speaking, socially speaking, we've seen worse. Like there are people people who lived through the 1930s, you know, they've seen where it's like, oh man, this is a walk in the park compared to that. And the 30s was a decade, man. And God knows what they, every single year, they're like, fuck me, hopefully it turns around. And the difference though, um, it is so wild. So I'm a Canadian, but I'm watching like, clips like the presidential elections coming up dude i hope that the joe rogan hosting the debate with biden and trump actually happens how amazing would that be it it
1: wouldn't be it wouldn't be amazing it would be (laughs) fucking stupid joe rogan is a shit moderator so it's literally just like shit candidate shit moderator shit candidate talking about nothing and then rogan is just gonna be like you guys ever do dmt would you realize (laughs) and it's 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 like, yeah, it's great as an idea, but then you actually think about it and I just I'm like, no, no, it's it's all dumb. It's all dumb. Like it's, the whole thing. I just can't, can't. even before we even started recording, it's just like it's shit versus shit at this point, because fucking Biden legitimately has dementia. Trump is a fucking <laughs> idiot. Joe Jorgensen is like fucking screaming from a stool when everybody else is on skyscrapers and she's like Vote, vote third party, vote third party. And, like, this is the reason that USAPL is always going to be the biggest fucking drug-tested federation out there because the USP, USPA has started to do, like, drug-tested stuff and big drug-tested competitions. But then everybody's like, I'm not going to go to the USPA drug-tested because there's no competition. There's no competition because nobody will fucking go to drug-tested USPA because there's no goddamn competition. Nobody will make that fucking initi- initiation or take the initiative to do it. It's the same fucking thing voting third party. Nobody votes third party because they're like, oh, it's throwing away a vote. But it's throwing away a vote because you think it's throwing away a vote and it's all garbage. And then unless anybody actually takes fucking initiative, nothing's gonna happen. You can't- And then it's, the same shit's gonna fucking happen. And it's just fucking garbage. It's all garbage.
0: Dude, it's so hard to break a system. Um, you're right. I love how you actually, look at you tying it into powerlifting for us. That was phenomenal, dude. That was phenomenal. You came in. Got it back on the point. Um, You're right in terms of Joe Rogan is an excellent podcaster for like discussion, free-flowing discussion. That's not a moderator though.
1: You're right. It's not not a moderator. That's not not the same at all. Politicians don't have free-flowing discussion. Right. They're fucking robots that we fucking put up and a president does not actually do anything, and people fucking forget this. That's why, that's why Trump and Biden are the worst goddamn presidential candidates out there, because they, like, Trump is so fucking ego-centered that he, like, wants to do everything and wants to do all this shit, and he's like, I'm the fucking man, I'm the fucking man, I make these decisions, but then all his fucking cabinet members are like, bro, that's probably fucking stupid, and then he's like, fuck you, you're fired because he thinks he's still some fucking CEO and that's not how this goddamn country works. Then Biden is the worst fucking candidate. Literally just to be a good president, you need a good fucking talking head and just be like, yes, this is what we're going to do. This is what I'm going to do. But when I say I, I mean we, because I have a cat people around that are gonna fucking help me. At, but Biden is so goddamn incompetent, he can't string a fucking sentence together. To make it seem like he's gonna be okay. Like if he gets elected, I'm betting he fucking dies within a year. I know, it's Just so weird. Like the, it seems why, so why, 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 why? Why do we keep electing 70-year-old motherfuckers? I don't understand. I don't get it. And that's being generous understand. calling him 70. What holy shit, it's like fucking one of them, one of them legitimately has dementia, the other one paints themselves orange so we can't see their fucking Liver spots because they're so goddamn old. I'm just I fucking hate it all, man. And then I'm fucking talking about actually trying to get into politics at some point because I'm. Are you really? Yeah, I am, motherfucker. That's like tying in the tying in the whole the powerlifting thing because you know we we pinnacle performance the gym that I own along with Tim Castle, we kind of led the charge on the reopening of gyms and fitness centers in Ohio. I seen that. we, we essentially like using Tim's governmental connections because he's a former Ohio State legislator. He has a lot of connections and knows like the actual, the legal routes to take. And then through my connections of like being a quote unquote leader in the fitness industry or the powerlifting industry or whatever, um, I rallied people behind. We had 60, 60 plus gyms sign on to a lawsuit that actually won in, in Ohio. So we, even if there is another shutdown, we're legally protected because we sued the state through the center for constitutional law and won. So now we're kind of in a position, now we're in a position where it's kind of like, fuck you, you can't tell us what to do, but it's, it was, it was a hell of a fucking hard road to get there. But I, because of that, I've talked to Tim and I'm like, I think I could fucking, I think I could run for goddamn mayor of Columbus eventually or something. So that might be on the table eventually. I don't know. I'm young and stupid and still think I'm capable of this dumb shit. So why not? <laughs>
0: so let's let me ask you about that because when covid came i mean a lot of businesses are going under all over the world man like Mm -hmm. so many small time businesses gyms got smoked restaurants got smoked Mm -hmm. like annihilated um so you when did you take over and, and and buy in as a gym owner
1: so so tim tim opened this place by himself in july of 2019 i was I was brought bad on time. at bad time. Oh, I was brought geez. on. I was brought on as an additional owner in January. Oh my God, Joe, you have no idea. you were like, no. this is a good purchase. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this is fucking great. This is a great idea. Everybody. It's like build my fucking community, build it and they will come. <laughs> and everybody, and, and believe me, because like Tim brought me on because he's, he's a former Ohio state legislator. He's an incredible businessman, super smart, super savvy dude. But he didn't, he didn't know how to open a gym. He didn't know how to run a gym. He was just kind of like, I want to do this because he, want, he he's the type of guy that wants passive income. He didn't want to actually have to take a huge role in doing this. So oh he did it, and he ended up having – when I was brought on, there were around like 20 members of like a 5,000-square-foot facility. So he was kind of like, I don't know what the fuck to do. I'm kind of drowning. He brought me on, and I already had a very, like, a very large established client base along with, uh, like, allies in Columbus and community that I've built around myself, hopping between different gyms and just training and being here, like, living here for the past seven years. And we went from 20 members to over 100 um, around the time, like, around the time of the Arnold, so it was, like, January to March, and then we're shut down due to COVID. Uh So, like, we we literally had all this momentum, because the Arnold was canceled, I knew the animal guys I was supposed to I was supposed to lift in the animal cage, so immediately, once it gets canceled, I'm like, fuck it, adapt and improvise, so I call the animal dudes, and I'm like, I got 5,000 square feet, let's fucking do it here, I don't care, and they're like, ah, I don't know, I don't know, and then I'm like, all right, I'm not fucking waiting, so I contact a bunch of the athletes, and I get a hold of Nick, Nick Robson, who's from Live Large, and we're like, let's fucking do something. Don't know what it's going to be, but we're going to fucking do something. And we end up like Nick and I literally like write on a scratch piece of paper, like some prospective schedule. We message, like I, I text Jamal. I'm like, yo, you want to fucking do something here? And he's like, I don't know. Sure. And I'm like, all right, 11 o'clock on Saturday. And he's like, fuck it. Yeah. And I'm like, Andy, cause Andy and I were going to fucking, uh, um, what's it, Andy and I were doing that squat battle and I'm like, Andy, we're doing it this time. And he's like, we're still doing it. And I'm like, yeah, my fucking, gym. Your rescue and man. we just, we just <laughs> do it. We just say like, we're fucking making it happen. And then finally we end up having our own little expo. We had squats, to depth in here, bacon and barbells live large. Um, fuck life's balance, CBD. Dude, Stronghouse that's... fuck animal. I'm trying to remember everybody. And we that's had phenomenal. like over t- over two thousand people through the doors. So we had all this fucking, all this fucking momentum. I had a thousand pound deadlifts, nine hundred pound squats. I hit seven hundred for seven. Andy hit seven hundred for eight, but he's a bitch because I told him we wanted to squat. I wanted to squat head to head, and he. I thought we were gonna go at the same time, but then he waited for me to go. And oh, if that's I knew, not fair. If, I, if I knew I needed nine, I would have got nine for sure. Whatever, but neither here nor there. But he's still a bitch. <laughs> yeah, um, sure, but. But we did all the all this shit over two thousand square over two thousand people through the doors. We had so much fucking momentum, all this stuff, over a hundred members. We're like, holy shit, we're making some money. This is fucking crazy. And then we get shut down due to COVID. Dude, <laughs> that like, is
0: phenomenal that you did that.
1: Oh, it was incredible. It was great, man. Like I'm I'm super dude, and that's the thing, because like we get shut down due to COVID. I'm like, well, I should just kill myself. Like this is fine. <laughs> and Jesus. it's like but like, we're, but then the cool thing about it was we, because like, I didn't want, I didn't want to, like every other gym out there, it's like, well, we can't charge people if they're not using it. So we put it, we put out the option, like, yo guys, like, you can cancel the membership if you want. We'll restart it when we reopen. We don't know when we're restarting, but like, we're just, if you need to cancel because you've lost your job or situations have changed, it'll be fine. But the great thing, and what I'm super proud of, and I'm still proud of this, because like the people here are what make Pinnacle what it is, is nine out of ten people, like even more than that. Probably like 95% of our members all continued to pay. And we're like, yo, if you need additional money, we'll pay more so that you guys can be open when 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 everybody reopens. Oh my god. And it was just super it was incredible. Cause like everybody, everybody stepped up, you know, and like we, we made it through it. And now we're literally at capacity. We have a wait list right now. Um, it's kind of like, me- we take membership applications. So we're like talking about opening up a second location, obviously like kind of just holding off on that. Cause we don't know if we're going to get sh- attempted to shut down again or whatever the fuck's going on, yeah. but we're in a position where it's like, we don't have enough room. We we bought more kilo sets because we bought another combo rack. We got that coming from Ghost uh, in the next couple of weeks, and we're just like we're we got, we are. It's in in Columbus. It's the pinnacle, and it's fucking great, and I'm proud of it, and it's cool. But it's like, and that and that's what's funny because it's like I'm going into the showdown, so I'm like competing in the biggest biggest meet of my life, like most head-to-head competition, like high-stress, fucking high-stakes, whatever. So I'm like, why not just make my life as stressful as possible, like immediately before it? This is a fucking great idea. So, okay, <laughs> yeah, you know, true. I'm
0: running, I'm running on fumes. I, have, I don't have oh, adrenaline yeah. left. It's, I mean, it's nope. spread so
1: thin. Yep, yeah, but it's fine.
0: <laughs> but it's, so when you pulled off, like that's so crazy that you were able to pull together essentially your, your own little expo because Arnold Classic, it still ended up happening in terms of the competitions. Obviously, um, you know we had a bunch of records that were broken, uh, mm-hmm. American records, anyways, etc. And uh, but yeah, some it, it was weird because it was the beginning, so things weren't like lockdown, lockdown, like government lockdown in a lot of places. But it and obviously you saw footage, and the Arnold had, you know, hundreds of people clustered because no one even knew mm-hmm. what the heck we were dealing with. Everyone we, like we had
1: groups. We thought it was a joke. We thought it was a joke. You want to well, know? Yeah, if, we didn't think it was actually going to happen. Yeah, I remember I, that. Who would have thought, thought, though? I thought it was fucking bullshit, and you want to know why I thought it was bullshit? And 10 other people thought it was bullshit, because I have a goddamn coronavirus tattoo now, because I'm <laughs> a <laughs> jackass. Because <laughs> yes, you yeah. thought it was going to be hilarious. <laughs> it, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move the camera. I don't know how uh, well this is going to work. There's dog, I got to see this.
0: It's, oh my God, you got a coronavirus tattoo on your foot.
1: Th- that's a skull and a corona bottle with 2020.
0: That's so, amazing.
1: Uh, that's amazing. Kind of, kind of think it's dumb. Kind of regret it. But it's, no! kinda, it's, it's, vague, it's vague enough that it's all right.
0: Yeah, here's the, man, but you got some crazy stories about it. I mean, yeah, no kidding, man. In, 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 I remember when the Arnold was rolling around, like 2020 hindsight but I remember some people like, man, this is going to be popping. This is going to be big. And we're all like, Mm -hmm. how big could this be? Relax. Like, honestly, though, we've never seen this. Who's going to think this is all going to happen. Like around the uh, Arnold time, we never thought, like, we thought this is ridiculous. We're closing way too much down. This is getting way too overblown. Mm -hmm. So -hmm. for you to even pull that off and be like, I'm going to fucking hustle for you to get 2000 people into your gym and start Mm -hmm. pulling off, dude, you did this with minimal prep imagine you
1: full going just give me a year i know i know dude and that's like what that's the stuff we're kind of talking about like we whenever whenever the world normalizes if it normalizes or whatever it it can be like we want to host events we want to do stuff like this we want to have it like it we we called it the party at pinnacle and we want to have like an annual one of those we're like tim and i are talking about opening up Another location potentially multiple locations who knows like what the future will hold and that's and the, and like that happening was was us kind of adapting and improvising and like ma- making stuff half like ma- like lemonade out of lemons and it's the same thing with like the the lawsuit we took we took part in um, against the state. And Tim and I were both on the executive committee for the reopening of gyms that the governor of Ohio actually put together. Like we, 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 we've done a lot of stuff together. And Tim, Tim and I, like, he'd tell you if it was here as well. He's actually, he's fucking hung over today. That's why there's empty ingling bottles up there. Cause you had a former, former Senate buddy in here that they got a little fucking tipsy last night. But, um, <laughs> but neither here nor there, <clears throat> Tim and I, we argue like motherfuckers. We're both only child, only children, like, yeah. and we're both very ego- ego-driven, very ambitious, very just kind of, like, passionate individuals, so we, fu- we argue like motherfuckers a lot, but we're a pretty powerful fucking team because he has the connections and the drive through, like, the business avenues, through the the legal connections through the governmental connections and like his own sphere of influence. And then my own sphere of influence is a completely separate entity, but it's a powerful fucking combo. And that's why he and I are like, fuck it, dude. Like we'll do it ourselves. We'll have our own uh, Arnold. We'll have our own competition. We'll have our own fucking whatever, you know, and it's fucking worked out so far. So.
0: It's it's crazy. First off that the dude is drinking beers with, former senators and like this is oh, this sounds like Kurt, boardwalk Kurt,
1: empire
0: current 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 we'll we drop names but current this is boardwalk not, empire my friend not, what is going not, on here not,
1: this, not this, dropping names but like current i was just like i yell, i yelled at him when he walked in the gym because he just stormed he like fucking walks in the gym yesterday and i i scan everybody's temperature but because we follow all the COVID restrictions or whatever we basically like set all the rules in ohio So I'm like, it's fucking, it's one door access only, scan your temperature every time you come in, have to wear a mask when you're entering, Entering, have to wear a mask when you're leaving. If you're not exercising, have to have a mask on. But like this motherfucker just walks in in a suit and I'm like, we just got fucking visited by the health department last week, just having a checkup on us. And I'm like, he's walking in and I'm like, hey man, can I help you? What's up? And he's just like, who the fuck? Cause I'm like, I'm in a fucking tank top. (laughs) Of course you went. Oh, sorry. Me like go go say hey, and then Tim tells me who it was later, and I'm like, oh fuck, oops. I almost assaulted
0: a senator. Almost. Yeah. Oh, that could have been. uh
1: Did you hear me? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what happened. Um, can you hear me? My uh, okay. my headphones. Okay. Well, fuck it then. I don't know. My headphones just shut off for some reason. Did they? Okay.
0: Um, yeah. That's wild, man. In. When this when the shutdown ha- happened, I mean, obviously you got the right guy in your corner to fight this. Was it just like I wouldn't even know where to begin to start aligning 80 different gyms together and fighting and writing legislature and becoming a part of this? Like, mm-hmm. did you guys just sit down and be like, what are what are our options here? Did you think it mm-hmm. would get this big? Because it's phenomenal. You guys open Reback open like a way before most people. Some people are still losing their business, not open.
1: Mm-hmm and yeah that's literally that's really what it was like we we kind of sat that like we we were kind of the initial shutdown we're like okay this is fine we're just gonna cruise through it like will be fine but then the longer and longer it went like we kind of sat down and we're like what are our options here like what can we do and because it's it's a constitutional law issue like the 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 case that was actually won was the the argument was made that like the businesses that were closed weren't given due process uh in 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 like an actual they weren't given in an opportunity to like defend themselves or justify why they should remain open or why they are capable of remaining open using the quote unquote best practices that would allow for like the safety and uh, avoidance of spread of the coronavirus. And like we weren't given that opportunity. And we actually because Tim um, knows he, he, he had connections in these like the constitutional law groups, We we went through those and actually we we just kind of like filed an injunction in multiple uh, counties in Ohio and just saw what would stick and one went through and then it went further and further and further and then we won. So dude, this is so. How did you find this guy, Tim? This is this is crazy. (laughs) No, dude, It just through just through mutual friends. Like uh, I, he was uh, <clears throat> he was a former uh, personal training client of another coach that I know in Columbus and he he opened up this place and uh Janice Finkelman and I uh used to train together way way more often like she's schedules just don't line up anymore she's she still lifts here obviously but like we she was like hey I'm going to go train at this place cuz Janice is a very she's not she's not antisocial but she's not a very hype person she's very calm when she's lifting so she was like this is a place there's like no members come check it out, like, come train with me, and I'm like, cool, I'll come down, and this, this is, this, this whole thing, I'm writing a goddamn book, eventually, because it's, fu- it's just absurd how much of, like, a story it all is, because I was, you know, this past year, like, I interviewed on the podcast in, like, 2017, I think it was, right, or whatever, it's been a minute, bro, like, I've been married in the meantime, I've been divorced in the meantime, I've been, fu- there's been ups and downs, and fucking shoots and ladders, and all this crazy bullshit, but like I got, I got divorced this past year. And I was just kind of like, I, I was every, everything's cool. Everybody's amicable, but I was just kind of like, you know, fuck it. I've been in Columbus for a while. I'm really, I'm really tight with Scott Miller and I was actually going to move out to Vegas and buy into uh, Stronghouse, the wow. gym out in, out in Vegas. I literally had a truck rented. I was like, I was gone. I was going to go be Scott's roommate. I was going to rent, rent a room in his house and I fucking come and train at Pinnacle. It was the last week I was going to be here. And I come train at Pinnacle and I just bullshit with Tim. And we are I'm just talking and I'm like, yeah, you know, I've done this. I've done that. You know, I'm going to drop like $20,000, buy, buy a portion of Stronghouse, do this, do that. You know, it just kind of like make a name for myself out there. Just kind of like go. I don't know if I'll be out there for like a year or if I'll be out there for the rest of my life. Fuck it. You know, I'm just going to new chapter, blah, blah, blah. You know? <laughs> And then he's – he. this is currently Tim, who is the only owner here, and he's like, well, fuck, Joe already has a community that really follows him here. He, like – he has people that support him. He has, like, really good people around him, and he seems like a pretty smart dude who, like, is, is – a dumb, a dumb quote unquote kid compared to Tim. Tim is 50 years old, but he's like, he's, he's a, he's a young buck that will fucking run the gym for me and be a figurehead and be a leader and be a good representation of what we want down here. And I, so I can't remember the exact days, but like, let's say it's on a Thursday or on a Wednesday, I train here on a Wednesday. I'm, I'm coaching a seminar in Toledo that Saturday and then that Saturday night I was having a going away party because I had, I had a truck rented for the next (laughs) Thursday. So my dad was going to drive down. We were going to fucking drive a goddamn U-Haul to Las Vegas with all my shit. My shit was in fucking Rubbermaid containers. I was, I was out. I was gone. So then I train here on Wednesday. Tim calls me on like, thursday or something and he's like hey you want to grab coffee and i'm like yeah fuck it sure like you seem like a cool dude like let's let's meet up and talk i'm thinking like old man's just gonna give me fucking sage business advice or something right right, yeah he's like like, hey you're moving to vegas and i'm like yeah i'm moving to vegas i have a fucking truck rented i have a going away party the next tomorrow (laughs) like he's like well what if i what if i were to make you an offer that's comparable but a little bit better than vegas and i'm like elaborate on that (laughs) and he elaborated on it and i'm like fuck okay i guess i'm not moving to vegas and my my going my going away party turned into a everybody check out my new business party. Oh, wow. (laughs) And it was, and it just, it's been like that ever since. We went from like 20 members to, I think we're at like 145 right now. And we're in profit in the first year and we're kicking ass and I'm super fucking proud and I'm super fucking stressed out and I'm spread so (laughs) goddamn thin. And I'm so fucking anxious all the time. I'm sleeping like shit. I'm eating like shit. I'm about to compete in a week, and I've never been fucking happier. So <laughs> Isn't
0: it crazy. So like, <laughs> oh jeez, life can change on a fucking dime, Joe. When no it di- fucking just kidding, just have, kidding, bro. A, yeah. You know what it is? What, like a big takeaway from this, obviously, is keep your mind open to to possibilities. And mm-hmm. some people are, can be too shut in where. Be open to, if a coffee, some guy comes and like, do you want to have a coffee? The fact that you're like, let's have a fucking coffee.
1: Man. If yeah. I just
0: get a couple of notes of advice from this, fine. But you never know.
1: You sat mm-hmm. down
0: for a coffee and now look where you're at. Yeah. You know, like,
1: yep. just walk through those dude, doors. Bro, now, now, now we're, now we're real, realistically talking about, potentially five years from now, multiple Pinnacle performances. Yeah. There's a reason the LLC is filed under Pinnacle Performance Ohio. Who's to say where that might fucking take us, you know, and I'm not saying it's a definite thing, but that was because I was just like, yeah, I'll come train at this fucking, this old man's gym that is fucking empty for some goddamn reason. Why'd this old dude open a gym? I don't fucking know. And then I was like, yeah, I'll fucking talk to this dude over coffee. Like, why not? Maybe he has some advice for me. Maybe he has a funny story. Who fucking knows? Right. So here we are.
0: And some people don't walk through those doors and won't show up for that coffee. Don't step out of their comfort zone. like, mm-hmm. And you don't know what you're missing out. You got to right. walk through that. Um, so how much do you feel? Because when you're saying you're going to write a book, I'll tell you straight up. Anyone who doesn't know, like hadn't heard the previous podcast, your life story. You got a fucking story, my friend.
1: Bro, I know. You got a Believe story, me. Joe.
0: Oh, I know. Believe oh. me growing up I'll, I'll quickly bring up yeah. just catch some people up listening who mm-hmm. may not have heard the one from like three years ago but if you're if you're listening and you want to rehear in more detail by all means go listen to that one but i remember some standouts i mean you growing up um ble- in a part of michigan wasn't there people like in terms of the water wasn't drinkable Flint. in like
1: when Flint. yeah Flint, michigan what water's still not fixed that's why that's that's why i'm like fuck fuck the government i fucking can't do all this shit still doesn't it's still not fixed so
0: this isn't isn't a third world country this is michigan and you can't drink the water people were getting sick drinking water Lead,
1: lead poisoning yep
0: i remember you telling me in school and this is a story that blows my mind some kids were looking for a kid um in your school they weren't from your school And Mm -hmm. to find them, they pulled the fire, the fire alarm. So everybody had to come out of the school. Mm -hmm. And then what happened?
1: They shot, they shot into the crowd.
0: Which is freaking Joe. Like when I, when I tell people about wild stories I've heard on this podcast, it's like, my friend, can you imagine kids being like, man, we can't find this kid. Where is he? Pull the fire Mm -hmm. alarm. They all, they all have to come out. If we pull the fire alarm. And as the kids come out, be like, there's a crowd of them. I just fire into that crowd. Yeah. It's like. Dude, that's a crazy. That's insane for me to wrap my head around.
1: I know. It, well, that that's that's the thing, man. Like, I haven't. I. I. This is why I. I really try to like. Check. I don't check myself, but I'm like really, really grateful for where I'm at because it could be very, very different. I grew up in not a great area. I have the best goddamn parents on the world, in the world. My dad's my best friend. My mom's a fucking saint and they both stressed me out like no other, but like, I love both of them and I'm super grateful for them, but like, it could have easily went elsewhere. Like I was mm-hmm. not in a great area. I was like, I, I went to a great school, but like there was a lot of opportunity for me to get into real bad shit and I just didn't, you know? And like, there's just, touching on the stuff I went through, like that my mom was super sick. Like she had the double kidney pancreas transplant. She was on dialysis for two years straight, five days a week. Um, my parents couldn't afford to fucking pay for a lot of shit. My dad literally worked like three jobs in order to put me through, put me through high school. Um, I remember days where, uh, my dad wouldn't have dinner because we didn't have enough food. So he would, give me the food and he would just go to bed hungry and like i remember eating little caesar's hot and ready pizzas out of uh the dumpster or waiting until little caesar's was closing because if they if they make pizza they just throw it out at the end of the night if they don't sell it so we just wait until 11 o'clock walk in and be like hey can we have the garbage pizza because yeah and it's like and i'm getting emotional i don't know normally i can just talk about this shit but i Dude, Just one of those things but yeah like and it's it's it it's it's been a journey i've i've been through um a good chunk of stuff and i know like it's not i've had a It's, it's a lot better than a lot of people have had it, but it's, it's kind of why I am, why I am what I am and why I am who I am. Cause like, I, I still go through this every fucking day. I meet people. They're like, oh yeah, what are you? Like 38, like 39, like getting to be 40. And I'm like, I am 27. I am still young. I am still not that old, but thank you. (laughs) Um, I just, I, I, like, I started working full time to help pay for my own school and my own family stuff at 14 years old, you know? And like, I, I, I moved, I moved into a buddy's, a buddy's family's lake house at like 16, 17 or something around there. And I spent most of my time there. And it was just because
0: you, just because you didn't want to be, because you're to cover medical bills for your mother who mm -hmm. needed it and your father was working around the clock. For somebody to feel like I don't want to be a
1: burden—that's mm-hmm. and, and like, really, yeah—that's
0: a wild thing for a kid that age to feel like a burden, even though like no one's saying it. Your dad would be like stay, oh, I won't eat. Don't worry, I won't mm-hmm. eat. And then you're like, nah, fuck that, though, dad. That's dude. This that's a, uh, you know, that's like if once people. See, I'm glad you know we have platforms for people like you to come on and talk because people mm-hmm. who come from different backgrounds see you. And don't understand, like, don't judge someone. You don't know the background. You don't know where you've mm-hmm. been. Through. You've never eaten out of a dumpster. You never watched mm-hmm. your dad work three jobs to help his mom. Mm-hmm. You've been there, man. So, mm-hmm. like, take it easy for a minute before you're judging. And um, to see where you come from, man, and see what you have did, it's, it, dude, it's, it's. I'm, I'm definitely proud, man. I'm proud that you're, yeah. where you're at where you're at right now and doing what you're doing you mm-hmm. shoulders with senators, my friend. Yeah, yeah no shit, <laughs> Make, no even shit, other shit. businesses, other businesses are open. People aren't losing their jobs. You're, you're actually doing stuff beyond just yourself. You know, mm-hmm. your you're, you're guy, even if, so, if whatever people, I know Corona can be politicized, right? Mm-hmm. But whatever the beliefs are, you can't judge someone like you who's like, this is my belief though, and at least I'm 100% in it. You may believe something different, But have you done anything towards your beliefs? Have you stood up and tried something? I don't care if you got a different belief, but have you actually stepped up to the plate to do something and you're like, I may be an unlikely hero type deal, okay? You don't even know the half of it because you don't know my background, but here's Mm -hmm. what I'm trying to do, you know? when I see that, that's why I could be like, yeah, man, go fucking get him, Joe. The Mighty Thank Joe you. Sullivan, for God's sake!
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> whatever, whatever that means, man. The Mighty but, Joe Sullivan. But I know, and I actually, I, I, I had a kind of an offshoot of that type of conversation with, with a girl, a, a friend of mine just joined the gym. Finally, I've been fucking going back and forth with her for like ever since I joined to fucking join the goddamn place. But. Um, <laughs> we had a discussion like she's, she's very, very left-leaning, very, very, very very liberal. And I mean, I'm not, I'm not super conservative. I'm not a conservative dude. I'm like, I'm more moderate than anything, but, um, but we, we were arguing for the gym for gyms to open up. I was making the whole arguments and she got, we got into a heated argument and she's like, you're being a fucking idiot. You're put, putting people at fucking risk because you're too goddamn selfish to blah, blah, blah. She's like, you need to argue, you need to argue for, Uh, more government aid and I'm like why the fuck would I argue for more government aid when the government is so goddamn incompetent like blah 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 and it ended with her being like fuck you and I was like cool and then we (laughs) didn't talk for like a long time and -hmm. then she just fucking reached out and ended up joining the gym and she like apologized to me she's like hey I'm sorry that like we got that heated I like I know we're and I'm like that's the thing though like you don't you don't need to apologize to me for that. Like I re- I respect what you think. I respect what you believe. It's just it's same thing. Cause it's say, I think I said the same thing in the initial conversation. I was like, I just have my own beliefs. I I'm walking down the road that I think is the best one. It's the most realistic one. It's the most achievable one. It's the one I can do my best on. So that's just what I'm doing. And it's like, I don't hold it against you that like I, that you have different beliefs than me. It's cool. You, like you, th- you are fucking, you're, you have just as much a right to those as I do to mine. And the fact that like, we can have those conversations is why I value this friendship relationship or whatever. And it was just like, don't, like, don't apologize to me. Don't like people shouldn't apologize to other people for feeling a certain way. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, it, it's just, this is how it is. And that's fine. You know, like you, you think, fuck it. You think chocolate tastes good. I think chocolate is poo poo. I don't fucking know. Like, it's not like, Oh, uh, I'm sorry that I like this better. It's like, I don't fucking care. That's your opinion. It's cool. Whatever.
0: It's more, it's probably more. She didn't like, um, it's one thing to to disagree. It's another thing to like potentially walk away from a friendship or tell someone to go fuck themselves. That's, 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 that's where I'd be like, you know what? That wasn't my best self. That wasn't my best self right there. No, I I know but but you like the thing too is you you weren't skirting around like you were actually going along with like the protocols and actually trying to get involved with the process and being like you know I'm not just running my mouth look at people don't, there's a really good quote and I want to butcher it but there's a good quote out there that I seen on, about politics where this one guy who said you know People think they value those who, who are like-minded and wanna surround themselves with those who are like-minded. But if you actually wanna grow, you actually talk to people who are not and figure out why though. And hear them out, for real, hear them out. Don't take a, a dig your heels and be like, I'm not budging. I just wanna argue with you. Actually hear them out. And then oftentimes, not you're gonna convert over there, but you'll have to check yourself. You'll, you'll get pulled in the middle a little bit and that's how you're gonna to grow to be like, okay, listen, I heard some shit and i don't know how do i i actually didn't have a retort to that and I have to think about how i feel about that now yeah that is literally what america's based on is democracy mm-hmm. and and working together and come somewhere in the middle and it's not like if you don't agree it's okay though but the, you can't like shut shut each other down or overly attack just you know try to understand a perspective nobody's skirting around everything you know like you're trying to be a change that you believe in if it doesn't happen cool but you're going through the right processes you know it's uh, it's definitely got to be respectable
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah and and, and talk, talking about the process too like that's that's been one of the things that I've I, I don't want to say I've been most proud of but it's like I think we did the right thing like Tim, Tim and I and everybody else who signed on like we went the legal and like the government like the the executive committee route first to put us in a position where now if they try to try to shut us down we're like refer back to the lawsuit fuck off, you know. Whereas, and I, I'll name it, because I've never talked to these guys before, but I mean, just visually speaking, because there's such a thing on social media, the that Attili's gym, have you seen any of that in New Jersey? Maybe. I, I can't remember. I honestly don't... They're... they're they, they basically went the fuck you route initially. And like, fuck you, we're not closing. And they got their business license taken away. They got hit with like thousands of dollars of fines every fucking day. They ended up getting their business boarded up. Um, I don't, I honestly don't know where anything stands as of yet, but last I saw, they have like over, over like $300,000 in fines. Wow. And they, they went, they went about it in like, I don't think was the best way they went the, the fuck you then go to the legal route because then they tried to make it like a members association and a private training facility that wasn't an actual gym so it wasn't technically under the fucking statute whatever but like they they started off by being like this is bullshit and then tried to do like the political like the proper channel go through the proper channels to protect themselves but they were they were already fighting an uphill battle like Mm -hmm we did the thing where it's like, let's put ourselves in a good position to be protected and then be like, okay, now you can't touch us. Now we fucking did it. So like, we're good. Thank you. Like, but we're all right. They did the back, the backwards way. And now they're just kind of, they're looking at like hundreds of thousands of dollars in fines along with legal fees. And it's like, bro, that's not a good position that you want to be in.
0: You you can never get, you may never get out from underneath a debt like that. No, and that's, yeah, it's true where you gotta, it's the look before you leap, wait a second, just observe. I didn't, yeah. I didn't have that when I was your age, which is like, it's good. Plus you got like an older guy as well. Like mentors come to you in your life at all different parts, embrace those relationships mm-hmm. and, and learn from them. Sometimes it's good to have someone come around and be like, all right, what do we, what's, what's the situation here? And sometimes your first knee jerk reaction isn't the reaction you wanna take. You just put mm-hmm. a pin in it and just see, just like think about it, look around you, and you'll see some people who do the knee jerk reaction and are just mm-hmm. like do the, like you were saying, the fuck you method. Well, that yep. doesn't always work, man. Not yep. Unless you got that Joe Rogan fuck you money, Les, he refers to. Yeah, it. exactly. It isn't always the case. Um, and you're also, I remember too, you were telling me on the last podcast, you used to live in a, did you live in a morgue or funeral?
1: Funeral home, funeral home next to next to the cold room in the yeah. funeral home, which is technically the the morgue. So like my bet, my bed, my bedroom was always extra cold because it was next to the refrigerator. Jesus, unit.
0: man, you think about that. And you would like get calls. You'd be at a party and somebody like somebody died. We need you. And you're like, I got to yep. go. And you're just yep. 20 years old and you're yep. living in a funeral home. This is your life for a little while.
1: Yeah, man. And that's, that's the thing. Like, because I, I ended up, my student loans got pulled after my first semester in college. Cause my dad lost one of his jobs and he was my co-signer. I ended up having to take a job uh, at a funeral home and ended up living there because I lived there rent free. I was just on call 24 seven. So if I was in class, if I was at a party, if I was with a girl, if I was doing whatever and I got a phone call and it's like, Hey, uh, Judy Smith, passed away you got to come get her i'd be like all right i'll be there in 20 minutes you know and it's like (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's that's it
0: you got to pay the bills how much of like this upbringing that you had and everything you witnessed everything you did like just like you're a survivor man how much of that is where when something like the closure happens enables you to to keep your head on the swivel and be like i we're gonna we're gonna ride this through we'll be all right
1: It's it's the it that that it's that it's the we're gonna be all right. It's gonna be okay. Because I I repeatedly because bro like I'm not joking when I've been like the most stressed out I've been in like my whole life like honestly right now because it's because it's like I'm full on adult now like these are my responsibilities. But it's like I always remind myself and i found myself saying it over and over again like it's going to be okay and if it's not okay it's not the end
0: mm. because
1: it's going to be okay at the end it has to be and it's it's just an inevitability and then it's also i sell those fucking shirts that say adapt or die on it because you adapt and you overcome or you fucking die you know, like you have to keep going. Because if you're not continuing on, you're not fucking moving. And if you're not fucking moving, you're dead, you know, and it might not be like, it might not be you're actually dead. But it's you're done growing your spiritual death, your fucking emotional death, your what career death, whatever the fuck, but it's just like you, you have to adapt. And you have to figure it out. Because I like God, man, I've, I've torn my biceps, I've torn, uh, torn my bicep tendons, torn muscle bellies in my quads, uh, fucking couple herniated discs. I have this fucking nerve compression injury that continues to plague me, but it's like I continue on because I, I have to, I don't think I'm done. I don't think I've done my best. So I keep going. And if I ever get to a point where I think I've done my best, I'll be done. I'll be cool with it you know but I just don't think I'm there yet and I'm I'm t- I, people forget I'm 27 years old like I have I have a I got a minute before I really like put a pin in it so it's like you you ha- you have you're this is the, and this is another reason why I'm like so grateful and lucky to have my dad because he's just taught me so many great things he always used to say like uh, a man like you're you aren't who you are when things are going well, you know, you're not, you not, you're, you are not your true self when everything is going well, you, you are who you are and you decide who you are and what you're made of when everything is going wrong. Like that's what defines a person is when you have to adapt, when you have to pivot, when you have to go up against all odds and figure it the fuck out because you're the only person that can. And that's why, that's why, man, I am why am I emotional today, Mike? Let it let it go, dog. Don't, no, no, don't fucking tell me that. I'll start crying. Like it's I just, okay. Me, I've
0: I had admit, it happen I, several times.
1: Yeah, I'm I miss yeah. I miss my dad. Like I'm super excited for the showdown simply because he's driving down here and picking me up, and it's just gonna be me and him driving to Kansas City and it's gonna be fucking great. Like I'm so excited for it. But it's just like he that but that's why. That's why it was normal for him to work such long hours. That's why it was normal for him to be like, no, it's fine. I don't need the food. I don't need this. I don't, man. I don't need this or that. It's more important that you have it because he was always the caretaker. He was all, He was the embodiment of adaptation, of improvisation, and of overcoming whatever whatever faced you and that's why I am who I am that's why I've done what I've done that's why I'm in the position that I'm in and it's why I continue to do the stupid shit that I do because what else am I going to do that's all it, I know
0: it's like when you when you come up like you came up and seen the things you've seen at, at an age when you're growing so it's extremely impactful when you witness that type of sacrifice In love at the same time, or someone's so in love they will sacrifice everything for you know, talk is cheap, man. People say, I would do anything for you. I, and then when shit gets rough, you don't always see that, and you see that Mm -hmm. all the time, right? Whether it's friendships or whatever the hell, there it is. There it is. It says always got always tattooed on his arm if you're listening on audio. Um, and talk is cheap, and it's not, it's, it's not very common. It's very rare where you see someone step up to the plate where it's like, listen to me we're going to be all right because I, I'll, I will sacrifice everything for the wife, the kid. It doesn't matter if I work three jobs, if I'm not eating, if I'm holding together on a fucking shoestring, it is going to happen. And um, when that's it's when you are eating fucking pizza, of a dumpster, man, that is going to impact you and instill in you when you're later on, whatever you're facing, a, a closure or, or whatever the fuck could come up through powerlifting would sound minimal. It'd be like, I am my father's son, okay? <laughs> I've seen, I've seen, you know, some real, I've seen real tough. You know, some guys are tough, but that's not tough. Mm-hmm. Tough, is, tough is self-sacrifice. Tough isn't, you know, being a bully or whatever that, like, that's not tough. You want a tough, you want a tough guy, you don't go to, to a gym or a bar to find a tough guy you, you, you find a guy who's going to sacrifice everything, you know, like mm-hmm. your dad was doing that's tough. And when you witness that coming up, it's a whole nother level of character. You know what I mean? It's, it's, yep. it prepped you, it prepped you for what's happening right now where some other people would be full and you could be like, I'm going to be all right. And it's uh yeah, man. I mean, it's, it's good that you're here to, to tell this story. Cause you know, social media, a lot of it is, uh Uh, You know, I saw, I saw a a meme that was like, so true. You, it showed a a fucking apple in the mirror in the front of the apple. was a beautiful, delicious apple, red apple. The other side of the apple that wasn't facing the mirror was fucking beat down bruised, and there's a chunk out the back. Right. And they're like, that's social media. Whereas everybody, especially in times like this, where you are seeing unemployment rates and if you get sick, you go to a hospital. Um, I'm Canadian, so we don't have that. But I've seen some of the, how much it costs to spend in a hospital if you get COVID and you actually go on a ventilator, it can ravage you, right? So you know there's a lot of people putting on some tough faces on social media that aren't feeling that, but they're just kind of going with it. Or maybe some people aren't posting as much as they used to be and you're like, why is this person so quiet? But you don't know. So when you come on here and you talk and you say stuff like this, man, it means more than you might think. That's why I'm saying it's okay to open up and be like, you know what? I'm, I'm, oh, gonna, dude,
1: I, I'm gonna be, open it. Be, believe me, I I know. I know. Because yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not one to hold back. It's just like I laugh at myself because I'm like, fuck, man, I thought today was gonna be a day I didn't cry, but here we are. Like, here it goes again. <laughs> well, fuck it.
0: Well, I mean, you know what's you know what I find that's amazing about um, a podcast? First off, you should do a podcast because you're do you do a podcast?
1: i i have one and like we did it for a minute but then shit just kind of went like super busy so like we haven't recorded in a while but like it's it's the summit podcast uh because pinnacle the summit tim climbed everest like fucking mountain mountain shit he's also a crazy motherfucker like he's he 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 does the damn thing too um but uh yeah so we have one i'll record more i just haven't in a minute just fucking competing i don't fucking know like totally
0: understandable (laughs) totally understandable but um, one of the things that I find with podcasting is like how flippant therapeutic it is just to talk to somebody. And oh, I yeah. mean, like, like for real, not in passing, not at like at work, or I go on walks with my buddies. So like I get my steps in and keep my body weight down and out mm-hmm. We talk, but it's not like to sit down with somebody uh, that I, last time I talked to you was three years ago. So mm-hmm. we're and, and before that we had not spoken, we, we sit down and be like, you know what? It's a skill to actually, it's an underused skill to sit down big, I'm just gonna open up with this dude and just mm-hmm. talk, converse. And a it's, a, it's a, it's like a sword you sharpen, a skill in terms of social skills, that's a soft skill that is way underappreciated. It's how you got to where you are right now, going to have a coffee and talking to somebody. Like mm-hmm. the ability to do that is opens up so many doors that we don't tell kids. Is like, you can be super book smart, but if you have a hard time with people, you're going to have a hard time seeing opportunities, making friends, having support around you when you need it, uh, et cetera. And then um, also in terms of going back into therapeuticness of a podcast, my friend, I've gotten off podcasts before, like two hours in. I'm like, Oh fuck. That was, that was like, I went places. I learned things. I uh, it's something, man. It's not frivolous. It's not playing a video game. You know what I mean? It's it's different. Um, You would, you would enjoy it. I think you would enjoy having a podcast for sure.
1: Yeah, I'm sure. Well, after after the showdown, after the showdown, yeah. I got, I, mean, I got a lot more shit to do. So, in,
0: in terms of the stress that you have, is it just job owner orientated, where you're like, look, and here's here's what here uh, here's what I find out from entrepreneurs is, um, it's amazing to work for yourself. Obviously, mm-hmm. the goal is to work for yourself, but mm-hmm. the flip side is. Throw away the idea of eight hour days when you work for someone else. When you work for yourself, you don't go home. No. You're not 100% on call, which you're obviously used to from previously. You're conditioned for this, so it's good. Mm-hmm. But, it's on, but it is, there, it's not gnawed stress because you're your own boss. Now everything's on you. Everything.
1: Yep. It's all your responsibility. It's literally like the embodiment of personal accountability. Like I i i was i i came back down here at like ten o'clock last night i had to uh there there's going to be a night sometime this week because we have a we have a, uh, um, a mat that has like swollen up because of the heat. We're going to have to pull in after hours, wait till the, cause we're, we're closed from midnight to 4am. We have a cleaning crew come in cause of the COVID stuff. And we, it's yeah. just, it's two, two people that we just pay to come fucking spray the place down, but it's just, it's something But we're going to come in when it's closed. And, uh, basically like cut some of the mats and just move shit around because we can't do it when people are here. And I have goddamn people here all, all fucking hours of the day. So it's just like stuff, like stuff like that. Um, if somebody, if somebody calls me and it's like, Hey, I locked myself out of the gym. I have to be down here. I don't have staff. It's me and Tim, you know? Yeah. So, and it's like, I, on Monday, on Monday um, of this week, I got super pissed off just because like, somebody didn't hold an appointment. I thought they were going to hold, hold the appointment. And like, they didn't. And then they got mad at me because I got frustrated because they weren't here. And I was just like, fuck it. I'm going home. I'm leaving early. I left at like two o'clock and I just get out of here and it's fine. Cause Tim is here on Monday night. So he's holding down the fort, but I got fucking eight text messages. Where are you at? What's going on? Where are you at, man? Like, you going to be down here. I need a spot. We check out my, check out my squat. We check out my bench. Like, Oh, I miss you. And I'm like, ha, 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 ha. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I love you guys, but like, Holy fuck. And like, I have, I have, a, it's just, it's just funny, man, because like, I, I love it. And I've told people this cause I've had multiple people ask me like, is it working for yourself? Like running your own thing? Like it's you, you love what you do. So you never work a day in your life. Right. Uh, right. And I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't work a day in my life. I don't but it's like, I'm taking care of a giant fucking baby. It's a, it's a child with 150 other children in it that I also need to look after because it's like, if, if there's chalk on the floor, I can't be like, somebody will get it. I have to get it. If there's shit in the toilet, I have to get it. If, a window gets broken, I have to get it. If somebody wants to sign up, I have to get it. If somebody wants to have a conversation, I have to get it. If somebody breaks up with their fucking girlfriend and like is struggling or like doesn't know, or their fucking, their dad dies or something, and I'm here, I have to get it. And I don't, I, I, that's not, none of that is anything that I'm like, ah, uh, fuck this shit. You know, it's like, I am privileged to be that person that people look to, but it's a fucking lot sometimes, man.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's why, that's why I'm I'm a big proponent of like actually being in therapy and like working on yourself and taking time for yourself, because like, I still do that. I've been doing that for a long fucking time. And there's been periods where I take breaks and periods where I do more, but it's like, it's really, it's really valuable to have that because even if it's managing your own stress, like sometimes you need to outsource it and there are productive ways to do that. And there are not so productive ways to do it. You know, mm-hmm. and I don't want to be one of those guys that like, mm-hmm. I, I enjoy a beer or some whiskey every now and again, but there's alcoholic tendencies in my family and I don't want, I don't want to fall into that. So. It's, it's also
0: for, for yeah. it's, it's for people around you as well. Like when you invest in yourself, If you, if you talk to somebody like a counselor will put you in uncomfortable situations, um, like they'll ask questions and make you dive into some things and be uh, uh, kind of like I was saying earlier, when you're in a debate, you have to hear someone out and they make you question yourself and be like, why am I saying that? Why am I, do I have that figured out? Like I thought I did. Maybe I have to look around this a couple of times before I think so. And it's that analytical thinking on yourself for everybody else in your life. It's not even just for yourself. It's like. I can be a better, you could invest in yourself and be a better you for everybody doing stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've gone to see counseling before and, and done this before different various parts as well. And like, you learn a lot, man. And you also yep. breaking cycles of behavior is, you know, the, the only way you're going to do that is by being introspective and taking a look at yep. yourself, you know, yep. and, um, and some people just, I don't know if they're lazy, or if they're just like, I'm not gonna pull myself, it's a comfort zone thing, I think. So instead of going outside of the comfort zone, they would rather just fucking put up a front and pretend there's enough, you know, there's you've never met somebody who hasn't dealt with issues, dealt with some anxieties, dealt with, you know, there's no such thing. So when you're pretending, you know, there's no way anyone's walking this earth, 27, I'm 41, and you haven't dealt with some shit. So, Don't act like you shouldn't be talking to somebody, working things out. Because if you're not, you're just walking around like a giant wound for the next person to have to try to patch up for you, which isn't fair.
1: Nobody should have
0: to patch things up for you. You know, that's...
1: It's, it's not fair to the other person, and it's not fair to yourself because, like, yeah. just like you said, it's the way I – because I've thought about this, too, because I see it happen a lot of the times with, with my friends, with people I know, with e- even my own parents and, like, just people – like, people that I have very, very close relationships with. It's like you can see that they're kind of on autopilot, and it's not – it's you're just kind of going through the motions and it's like oh well this keeps happening to me this keeps happening to me why does this keep happening to me oh why does this keep happening to me and it's like it keeps happening to you because you keep put it's not necessarily you keep doing it but you keep putting yourself in a position where it continues to happen it's like mm-hmm. don't put yourself in those positions it's it's the same thing with anything if you're if you're an alcoholic and you stop drinking are you going to go to a bar on friday and saturday night and hang out Probably not. If you are, if you're like, uh, if if you like don't want to eat that fucking uh, tray of Oreos, you're not gonna like buy a bunch of trays of Oreos and be like, I'm just gonna leave these in my cupboard. You're not gonna put yourself in that position. So if you if you can't identify those positions that you're putting yourself in, and that's what I mean by outsourcing, like actually having somebody be like, Hey, wait a minute. Like, there's a pattern here. Maybe you should look at that and being like, Oh fuck there is shit. I never realized I was doing that. Then only, and only then are you going to be like, man, I, I, this is one of those positions that I'm putting myself in. Fuck. I probably shouldn't do that shit. Mm -hmm. You know? And even then a lot of the times people are like, well, this is, this might be one of those positions. And they're like, ah, I'm gonna do it anyway. Because this is, might be a good this it's not this time it'll be a good idea this time and then it's not, and it it you, you you only learn you only learn by doing it and fucking up or making a mistake or like just putting yourself in similar situations and then being like wait I'm gonna try the other thing this time yeah and just seeing what happens
0: it it's it is pattern recognition is um even if you make the same decision again uh. You're aware this time and being aware this time means when, if the same result happens, you, you take yourself far more accountable. Just the awareness is huge for some people where they just go going, like you said, go on autopilot and everyone's got those buddies or whoever in their life. And they're like, oh, why does this keep happening to me? Like you said, and you're like, my man, it's the same. Your, your current is your ex. And your ex was the ex before that, or the job or the buddy you're hanging out with that we're all like, why are you hanging out with this guy? This guy's a bozo. Yep. This dude, like, what yep. do you keep, you, we were, this dude wasn't trustworthy. And then he ends up dirtying you down the road. It's like, why are you hanging, like, stop hanging around these certain people. Because mm-hmm. whatever, you think, you're, you think they're, I don't know, there's sometimes people get attracted to things for whatever reason right? Whether it's friends or partners or whatever. And uh, they don't realize why am I attracted to that type of person? And that's really where you start unlocking as opposed to like, it's different people that seems to be the same flipping person.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: When you're this stressed doing all this, um, signing up for a showdown, is it like, did you, when you do something like that, are you telling yourself this will help? Like it's powerlifting and lifting and competing because you're always going to lift, but having a date and set, it's stressful, it can be stressful, or is it like a therapeutic thing where you're like, you know what, it kind of takes my mind off some things. When I'm underneath, I seen you do 805, 365 kilo, look at mm-hmm. you got that kind of weight on your back, you know, and I'm not gonna have that weight on my back unless I'm peaking, like I need a reason, I need to be scared, you're like, oh my God, I've going to step my game up. When I have pressure and I force myself in situations, does it alleviate other pressures or, because it would be tough to have all this going on and be like, and, and showdown is, it had become the biggest meet we have because there, there is no other big meets. And this right. is a big one. We got all the big names in it from, from, what do you want? You want the goat? You want a John Hack? Or do you want Mariana Gaspar Ryan, who's the Wilkes Queen? Do you want mm-hmm. the biggest total of all time in and out of sleeves with a, you know, bell? You got like, every, there, there's some really big names there. So mm-hmm. when you decide to show up, from your point of view, why do you think you showed up for this? Or you're going to show sure.
1: When have I ever not shown up? That's the thing. It's, 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 it's the always that I have tattooed on my arm. It's I, I really believe in like leading by example. And even if that means like making overly ambitious decisions and stuff that doesn't really work out. Like if, if, I, if I don't do my best, okay that's fine. You know, but who's to say I'm, I'm, I might do that too. You know, I might, I might have the best performance of my life at this meet. I've had a really great prep and I, it, it doesn't, I, I don't, I'm not going to say that like this focus and this pressure alleviates the other areas of stress in my life. It probably exacerbates them, but it, it really like i have always viewed myself as a competitor i've always viewed myself as like as leading by example and being in the shit like i i i get really frustrated sometimes because i see i see dudes that like have competed in like long time ago or held records long time ago and they always refer back to these records or these competitions from a long time ago and i'm like okay but like what what have you done lately and i mean i don't mean Like, I don't mean competing and holding records, but I do mean actually being in instances of part, like in the trials, which might even just be training. But like, I I get very frustrated by that because it's it's hard for me to give as much validity to someone who like isn't in the shit uh, compared to someone who is. And I, just because I'm, I try, I try to be the man, you know, I try to be my father's son. I try to be the best that I can be in every, every instance I'm given that opportunity. I'm like, I'm going to do this me because I think I can do, I think I can do my best here. And I think I can continue to lead by example. And even if I, I get hurt, I bomb out, I have a shit day. I can't hold onto my deadlifts. I miss my last squat. I fuck it. I fuck up somehow. I still showed up. I still ran towards it rather than away from it. You showed you know? up for that coffee, so to speak. Right? Yeah, exactly. That's because it. who's bro. I could fuck. I could go to this meet and I could have the worst fucking day possible. And you want to know what? I still get a 10 hour drive with my fucking dad. I still get that's to see weird. people that I haven't seen in a long time. I get to see Hack do some crazy shit. I get to see Bell do some crazy shit. I get to have fucking barbecue in Kansas City. Who fucking cares? Who cares about the lifting? The lifting is the extra shit.
0: Mm.
1: Everything, the, the other experiences are what make the, fuck, make the fucking life, you know? And that's with anything. I, re- it, I really firmly believe that.
0: It, uh, 100%. It's the journey that people don't – people get so fixated um, while they're prepping – And and they could, they could, they could fly to the other side of the world for some things or the other side of the country. And they're so fixated on what's going to happen on the platform. They forget that, Hey bro, that's going to be like three hours of your life. But all of life was the three months leading up to you weren't present, be present for like all of the prep. When you're with the fellas and you're having those moments, that funny moment that turned into a meme, where the guy grabs you from behind in that squat, yep, which was yeah, amazing. Yep. But, but like, you're with the fellas, and these are these are your supporters, and you're just mucking it up for a few hours, and that's fun. That you're surrounded by positivity, people who literally support you, figuratively and literally. When they grab you, <laughs> and you're gonna tilt over, you have a car ride with the old man. You freaking show up on meet, see some people you haven't seen, see some historic things, and, and get a like. You're right, man. that is actually life, three hours. If three hours go good or bad, doesn't vindicate three months when you've had all those moments. Some people say when they're gonna show up on the platform, they're like, um, here's where will find out if I was wasting my time on it. This is what, like like this, they, they put it all on those three hours that they perform where it's like, man, I just, that doesn't vindicate. You were a stronger human, and your whole life you had during that time was, you know, you had a goal in mind, but you would. It's the journey, man. I know it's cliche to say it's the journey, not the destination.
1: Is it? Is it cliche if it's fucking true, man? Yeah. that's the thing. Like everybody says, like, oh yeah, this whole stupid. The obstacle is the way. Oh fucking like detachment. Oh, it's all bullshit. It's like no, it's not all bullshit, man. Take it from take it from somebody that's like, I've I've. I, I still think my best performance, like my most competitive performance of all time has so far been the twenty seventeen US Open, where I, I could have pulled for the win against Belkin. That that's that one that's like my shining, like actual competitive moment. But like getting to getting to Reebok record breakers in 2016 when I went nine for nine, the only nine for nine performance I've ever had, the nine for nine performance isn't the thing that made that a big deal. The big deal with that was that I signed up for that meet the day after I ruptured my distal biceps tendon in, on May 27th, 2016, because I was like, I, that was my first like really disastrous injury I've had. I tore my meniscus and had a meniscectomy prior to it, but that was the first one where it was like the pop. And I was like, oh fuck, you know? But I was like, fuck it, I'm not done. I'm 20. I don't know how fucking old I was, like 22, 23. I was like, I'm not done. I'm doing this again, you know? And I pulled with that same arm underhand. I pulled 727 at that meet mm-hmm. and I was like, I fucking did it, you know? Like this, every step of the way when it was me fucking squatting with my arm in a sling with the safety squat bar, me fucking benching like max legal grip because it was the only arm flexion I could have, me literally crying on a bench because my arm hurt so bad, because I, I, the, the competition was like 18 weeks after the surgery. It was fucking, it was, it was quick, quick turnaround, but I just, that, that, that whole, every training session, like that, that made me a little bit more of who I am. The training sessions during college, when I worked, like when I was on call 24 seven and I was still competing, I hit a 1725 total at 198 in college. Um, I still competed actively throughout all, all four years. Like my, my first, like people, people don't real, I'm like, I'm like 85 years old in powerlifting years because I've, the showdown will be my 29th meet I've done. And I'm 27 years old. And my first, my first competition was in 2007 at 13 or 14, uh, high school, USAPL, Michigan meet. Um, and it's like, I've, Every single training session, every single one of those, every single time I either haven't wanted to come to the gym or I've been super excited to come to the gym, days where I've hit my main work and been like, I got to get the fuck out of here, days where I've been perfect and it's been like fucking euphoria the whole time, just blasting music, fucking grooving and have like complete flow state, just awesome time, and then other days where it's like I'm pulling fucking teeth to be in here, to be okay, like in the midst of a fucking breakup or my divorce or my fucking my grandfather died last year. But every single time I show up, it defines who I am a little bit more. And every time I show up and I'm, I am I put myself in a position to be there for another person or provide something to another person like my dad always did for me, that puts them in a position and shows them that it's capable of them to do the same goddamn thing. And that is this arm, which is the live, learn, pass on. And it's the passing on part. It's like, I don't get my, my numbers don't fucking matter. I want, I want the all time world record squat in sleeves at this meet. I want it. I think I'm fully capable of it. I'm going to go for it, but nobody fucking cares. That number doesn't mean shit. It doesn't mean shit. The fact that I have put myself in a position to show up, to do that, to get that after this stress and this stress and this stress and this stress and whatever. And all along the way, I have the week after my meet, I have 22 lifters competing at Iron Dog uh, 3. It's in Canton, Ohio. There are 22 lifters from Pinnacle, that are lifting there. They all put me down as their fucking coach, which is a goddamn nightmare. I'm going to be fucking drunk, <laughs> drunk or high all day or something or exhausted or crying. I don't fucking know, but they all fucking put me down there. And I think 16 of them, it's their first meet.
0: Oh my God,
1: dude. But this is, that is why this is a special fucking place. This is a special fucking gym. This is a special community because it, it is comprised of teachers and individuals that want to pass on and want to instruct and teach and show that you're able to do a little bit more than you think you are yeah. and that's that's leaving a legacy and that's why like I don't like the competitions or whatever like I'm doing this because I love competing I love competing on the center stage I love being the center of attention at the fucking baller time I love it but I could hit eight Oh five in the gym. And then like, if we're fucking, if the showdown gets canceled this week, because some fucking government regulation or some crazy shit happens, it's like, well, that sucks. But like, I could still do it here. I could still hit that same weight. It doesn't really fucking matter. I mean, goddamn, I'd probably have more fun in some ways having just all my people here and hitting that same weight. The competition doesn't matter. The numbers don't matter. None of that shit matters. It's all fucking arbitrary especially in this stupid fucking arbitrary bullshit sport that we fucking love so much. (laughs) It's the people and it's the fucking legacy and it's the conversations that you and I can have and the conversations that other people can have and can listen to and then have with others that mean more than whatever the fuck is on the bar. Bar doesn't fucking matter.
0: Isn't it wild that we can, it's true when you actually break it down we watch people work out. Like this is an arbitrary sport.
1: If there ever yeah. was one. It, 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 yeah, yeah. Up and down. It's all up and down. Who fucking cares? We're not athletes. People are like, Oh, I'm a professional athlete. Shut the fuck up. No, you're not. Like you go up and down, you exercise competitively chill. It's fine. It's fine. I do it too. I love it. But just like slow your roll a little bit.
0: It's do you, do you think sometimes people take it too seriously? I think the reason why, like what I, it's wild. First off the community, that powerlifting has become, and you've seen this, you know, what, like wh- when social media obviously has blown it up when we first talked just a few years ago, obviously we're still King of lists. you were on the podcast, but it wasn't what it is now. It is. We're starting to get people with massive followings. Um, people know each other all over the world and are like connected and like have comments about like, we know who certain people are. Certain people are known for, you know, certain personalities all over the world and different federations of politics, the whole nine. And we're such a community. We can get so wrapped up into it. And there's, there's negative and positive, man. There's like people that like you, you're glad you met and you're like, Holy shit, man, it's crazy. I would never have met these people. I would never know you Garrett fear, like, you know, it's, it's wild the people you can meet in terms of co- uh, community and um, how seriously sometimes we can take it, you know, but we can get into the bitter feuds, you know, like uh, with other people when it's like, this is, and you'll never meet in real life. You know, it's all over the, all over online and it's not real. It's like, look, you don't actually hate this person. You don't actually don't even know this person. It's weird how we can get wrapped up.
1: Yeah, and it and it really is because ultimately it does come down to like you're getting this upset over competitively exercising with another dude, like, chill, man. It's okay. Like you don't. It it's fine. And it's like I I respect I respect the fucking struggle. I respect the 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 effort that it takes because. Dude, like, I, I, I'm I, hitting my last heavy stuff this week, and I feel like a smashed fucking bag of glass right now <laughs> just because it's the la- it's the last little bit of prep everybody does. You know, it's generally how it works. Like, there's, there's one or two things that are like, man, this fucking sucks, but it's what we all do. And the, the grueling sessions, the volume, the shit that you don't want to do, like, I know it's fucking hard. I know it takes a lot of effort, but it's also just like what, like, you're your own person, this is your own journey, like, does it really matter if you do it at this stage, or that stage, or even in a competition, because now, with the age of social media, and the fact that we have open powerlifting, and whatnot, who gives a fuck about this fucking, this, this, this open, or this, this teen three state record that you're going for, that you can only get at this certain competition, with these certain judges, and it's like, that's, the most arbitrary thing in general. Like I I I wish I wish if I could make the world of powerlifting anew, I would just there would be no federations. The only record book would be open powerlifting and it would just be fucking video review. Why is it that hard? It shouldn't be that hard. And even with that, like when you When you see – and what starts a lot of these feuds is, like, qualities of lifts. And it's like if you see this dude lift, don't get mad at him because he squats high. Don't get mad at somebody because they say you squat high. Just either be like, yeah, I squat high. I got it passed. Fuck it. I'm happy (laughs) with it. Or just be like, oh, well, was that not good enough? Oh, it wasn't good enough? Oh, fuck. I got to do better, you know? It, but then that's the problem because this is the whole personal accountability thing, and nobody <laughs> fucking likes that because it's not easy.
0: No, and, and and you're right, and it does the thing with like in terms of like squatting high, um, in in if it's open powerlifting that we're using for the numbers to gauge, like in in the IPF you have like just the IPF judges, international judges, but for open powerlifting, it's it's so many different federations that'll fall underneath that in terms of so. If somebody squats a little higher in a in a Fed that they they are just whatever three sheets to the wind what it is what it is you're an inch high you're good I like you you're a good okay. kid I'm gonna pass it it changes for yourself maybe where you're like okay well I'm in a Fed where I have to squat proper depth so if these other Feds keep squatting high it's gonna you know you're raising that number. You, and it's getting tougher and tougher for me who's actually squatting depth. You're actually squatting at it. It's like you're playing golf with a handicap for some reason. And you're like, "How well, this is getting tougher because we don't have open powerlifting with video review, unfortunately. It's just, mm-hmm. we'll just, we have to just take whoever's on site and calling these shots. So it gets tough like that. If there was... You know, is that why you want to put, like, do you choose what Fed you you lift with in terms of the judging? And it means something you need to hold yourself in terms of that accountability, or would you, or no?
1: Nope, no. That's one thing that I, like, I, a lot of guys are like, oh, I'll only compete this Fed because I know I'll be held to that standard. That's bullshit. That's a cop-out. That's putting that responsibility on another motherfucker. I lift wherever the fuck I lift against the people that I want to lift against. And I use my own lifting as a judge for the fucking standard. I squat to my own standard because I, I, I squat to depth. I pause my fucking benches and I lock out my goddamn deadlifts when I can fucking hold on to the bar. But I do that. And if my shit doesn't look good, I'll fucking say it. that was shit. You know, I've never been, I've never been given that opportunity, but I fu- I got called I got called for depth uh, with nine oh five or nine oh six or four or whatever it was at Boss of Bosses in uh, two thousand and nineteen, and I was like, "Yeah, it was high, you know. Fuck it." There, there. It, everybody was like, "Oh, dude, it was borderline. It should have counted." And I'm like, "Nah, it was. It was probably high. I probably cut it. You know, I don't fucking know. It doesn't matter. I still squatted it. It's cool. Like I fucking I moved well, but I mean, it was probably high. So like, I don't fucking care. But then I can look at, I. It, that that's and this is a thing that I really struggle with and like I could talk about this forever but it's just like the arbitrary nature of powerlifting especially in the age of social media because like we everybody sees everything now there's mm-hmm. there's a lot of like there's there's some nuance where it's like ah that could have gone either way I don't know if it was depth or not but those are few and far between the 9 out of 10 times it's like that was That was probably good or that was probably bad. And I don't care where I compete like WRPF. Cool. I don't fuck it. Does anybody even know what the fuck that really stands for at this point? Why is the Russian fed in in the United States? No one fucking knows who fucking cares. I don't give a fuck. I'm going to squat to where I fucking squat. And if they give me reds, okay. If they don't cool. It'll count. It'll count in that competition. The fucking top prize money for the showdown is like $7,500. dollars whoop fucking do That's like a nice, little, that's a nice little bonus, but I'm not fucking like I'm banking my entire life on this. This is what's going to fucking make the difference for me. No. It's I squat to my standard. I, I lift to my standard, and I really just think everybody would have a way better experience with powerlifting if they just competed where they competed. Against who they wanted to compete and just fucking held themselves to a little bit higher standard than they think they ought to, everybody would have a lot better of a time, but again that's that's personal accountability, and that's not not frequently where we find ourselves so in
0: in terms of um like as a sport, you want to see the best go head to head and mm-hmm. probably the worst you know if I could fix one thing myself in terms of the untested is getting everybody underneath one roof where yeah. I know, right. Whereas at least with, um, like you were kind of saying earlier with the USAPL, if everyone's underneath the USAPL, you have guaranteed showdowns where it's going to be deep. And, um, when the U S nationals comes around, it's like, Oh my God, I have no idea who's going to win. Same thing happens in Europe with the European championships. And then we, we all do battle at the worlds and it becomes, you know, super deep, but, um, it, with the untested like you know do you think we're gonna get back to having because we had the current us open and that really became the umbrella meet that everybody's gonna convene under or do you think it's not as big a
1: deal and then what fucking happened The got the gracie shit with the uspa she got kicked out of the uspa and then the fucking wrpf came in and it all comes back to the federation bullshit so if something like raw unity can occur again And open powerlifting can become like just be used as sort of a framework like this. It's not like this is the governing body, but like this is going to be counted as an unsanctioned meet, which they've done for boss of bosses. So don't give me that bullshit that it's like oh it's not ethical. Shut the fuck up. You're just choosing not to. If there was a meet where it was unsanctioned and it was still recognized, and the lifting was held to a high standard, the judging was held to a high standard, the weigh-ins high standard, the fucking equipment high standard then yes, maybe but if the, if it's under a federation, if it's under some type of governing body that can make money off of it or lose money off of it, it'll it, anything that comes to light or co- comes into existence in that instance going be a good might if it's a great thing it's going to be a great thing for two or three years and then it's going to die. That's my belief on it. That's why I loved raw unity when raw unity was a thing because there were, there was no sanction. It was the raw unity meet. It was the unity meet. Now. And, and now we don't have that. I was hopeful that uh, Kratos, uh, Steffi's whatever the fuck expo was going to be uh, a a glimmer of hope in that regard. But then that got rescheduled because the world is so fucking weird, but who knows that might happen. Who knows? We might do it at pinnacle. I don't fucking know, bro, but this is all shit that I think about. Mm-hmm. And I don't know.
0: Strange things that happened, my friend. It is true. Like, um, I do remember Rod Unity. I even think, I swear to God, I think the USAPL even sent a team, which is crazy, because technically speaking, you, you can't uh, you can't compete against certain people if they're banned or whatever. But mm-hmm. something, I don't, something, it happened anyways.
1: And And there there were USAPL lifters that would go there. They were granted exemptions just because of what it was. So
0: they didn't send a team. Okay. Yeah. So I, so I think, right. They don't send a team and don't quote me anybody listening, but um, there was lifters there anyways. And yeah, it was one of those. Unity was a meet that was purposely not sanctioned by anybody. And it was purposely open for anybody to show up and lift under, you know, the rules and, that they had stipulated, but the records were just what they were. It was it was just all-time records. It wasn't going to be a Fed record. It wasn't going to be anything overly specific like that. Come one, come all. It doesn't matter, which was yep. a very unique situation. But you're right. Nothing seems to, to have lasted for whatever the flip reason. We need something. Yeah. It's
1: money, man, which sucks. But it, I, I really believe it's the truth, you know?
0: It's, it's, that's why, um, so do you think that's why some of the people in the tested, when you're saying like, no one will leave the USAPL, they're kind of like, look at if nothing else, USAPL, IPF have been around forever, the they're, they're, they're stability there, like I, I know, I wake up, there's, they're going to be there. They're going to be there year after year. We're going to have a national teams. Uh, this is a terrible year for me to use that example because this year isn't. Yep. But, but ordinarily speaking, like they won't fold. The the membership's too large for them to go under because of a COVID situation. Like there's, they're just mm-hmm. so large. Do you think there's something to it like that, where maybe that's why some people are just going to stay no matter what?
1: It I, I do. It's the stability and security. You know, it's the knowledge, knowing that no matter what else happens raw nationals will happen this year. And if I, and then therefore, if I do well at raw nationals, I can get the fucking little USA warm up and go to wherever the fuck European country and compete against the best in the world. It's a guaranteed thing that can happen. The showdown. I like, I'm fairly confident it's happening right now, but it's one of those things. Like, the the showdown originally was the, the, the tribute meet or whatever. And then it was moved to like, think about the fucking tumultuous nature that like goes, went into the entire showdown. People forget because all this other shit has happened, but originally it was fucking Matt Haddon's meet, the pioneer like tribute meet or whatever in Texas. Then Matt was like, man, powerlifters are assholes. I don't want to fucking do this anymore. And then it got offloaded to Adam Furchin, in fucking New York, when it was still USPA, and look, look at that, it's more Federation bullshit, then it was taken from Furchin by, I think, Luke Bright, and uh, whoever the fuck else is up there for the WRPF, I don't know how that fucking happened, but it happened, and then it turned into some WRPF thing that was going to be held in Buffalo, and then it fucking moved to Kansas City, Missouri, because fucking the COVID stuff, and all this shit has been like well this is going to happen oh wait no now this is going to happen oh wait no now this is going to happen and then it's like okay now this is going to happen and we're 10 days out so this is pretty certain that this is going to happen but it's just it's been quite a fucking road to get there it's the, it's just the, it's this up and down and unsteady uncertain thing and that if if i was if i was an individual that just got into untested powerlifting or like this avenue of powerlifting or this level of powerlifting i'd be like this is fucking crazy man <laughs> like what this doesn't see, like this is more disorganized than my fucking rec league softball you know and it that's the thing it's it's that's why the USAPL is as big as it is because it actually has like officers that know what they're doing People that are actually running a business. And as much as I fucking shit talk the USAPL sometimes because some of their business decisions are the most goddamn stupid fucking things they could do on the goddamn planet. They're still making it fucking run and it's still fucking working. And that's why people keep showing up because it works and it's steady and it's secure. And what about fucking this avenue of powerlifting is secure at all? Mm -hmm. The Kern got canceled. The showdown got moved twice. Uh, Kratos got rescheduled. Fucking some new federation got brought up that turns out was fucking vice president founded by a fucking child sex offender. And then this other federation has been running and it's like, oh, this federation, RPS, RPS, doesn't have fucking membership fees. But then it's like, oh, one of their biggest meat directors had sex with their cousin when they were 14 and they were 22 or whatever. And it's like, oh, no big deal. You know, oh,
0: Jesus, I didn't hear some of that. But Mark, was
1: Mark, this? Mark Miller, Mark Miller, I'll drop names. I don't fucking care. I don't need friends. Um, <laughs> it's stupid. But like, and then, and then RPS defended it. So don't fucking compete. Don't compete RPS. Don't compete USBC. They support fucking child sex offenders. I don't give a fuck. I have no patience for that. Check out faith and fitness podcast. I recorded with Moses, whatever the fuck his last name is last week. Cause I went in to my own experience with childhood sexual trauma. Um, and that was the first time I've ever talked about that, but there's fucking validity there. I have no patience for it. Fuck those people. Hmm. I'm going to their meet in November, so I'm expecting to either get kicked out or fucking yelled at. I don't fucking care, but I'm oh. pissed about that. But that, not, not the topic. The topic is the uncertainness and the fucking instability and just insanity that is untested powerlifting. And that fucking leads into why it's so goddamn arbitrary. Who gives a fuck about this shit? It's competitive fucking exercise. I'm going to hang out with fucking other powerlifters because I enjoy doing the same shit that I do and I want some goddamn barbecue after I lift some heavy fucking weight in Kansas City. But it's like, god damn. Like, who who would think this is a fucking for sure thing? There's nothing for sure about this side of powerlifting.
0: It's the Wild Wild West, my friend. That's part of the excitement, isn't it? It's yeah. Garrett's like man, I have been threatened with violence like five times if I show up to certain meets. I'm like, really? I'm like, this is, this is wild. He's like, oh yeah, from social media stuff. Do you think social media right now has gotten kind of a little, especially with lockdown, maybe we're all on our phones so much more because we're not out at restaurants doing a lot of things, but as social media is just, uh, let, me do a, let me do a joker quote here. Is it just me or things get a little crazy out there?
1: I think things are getting a little crazy out here and i'm glad we kind of touched on this because i wanted to bring this up because i thought it was fucking hilarious okay you when was rob philippus 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 on the podcast
0: quads like rob this was uh like like a, within a week a week ago maybe
1: okay know. that's what i figured okay. because he blocked me a long time ago and i don't know why <laughs> And I noticed because you shared some of his lifting, and I was like, "Oh, I haven't seen fucking Rob lift in a while." I clicked it, it's like, "User not found." I'm like,
0: "What did Whoa.
1: I do? No I don't know what I did." And then, and then the other day when you were posting about Joe Sullivan being on the podcast, blah blah blah, I'm like, just on my phone, and it's like, "Quads like Rob followed you," and I'm like, "Hey, what the <laughs> fuck?" what a hi man. Like, Hey, and I've never said like three words to the dude in the whole God and my whole fucking life. And I have to think it's some fucking difference of like political opinion, or I just got fucking too preachy for him or some shit. But it's still just like, I'm like, wait a minute. Like what happened? I just just there's two like people. There's a lot of ego. And there's a lot of like, just I don't know what the fuck through social media. And I just thought it was funny because I'm like, wait, wait a minute, man! Like, I, what, what did I do? What did I do? But it's because, like, I, I, so many people get like so, like, rubbed the wrong way or offended or like, don't not not offended because it's like this whole every, that's I hate that whole like word choice because then everybody's like, oh, you're a fucking snowflake, and I hate that stupid shit. But it's like everybody get everybody gets riled up over like nothing these days and nobody can actually have a conversation anymore. It's, it always resorts to like, fuck you show up to my meet and I'll fucking cave your head in, you know, like with the Garrett thing. Or it's like, if I fucking say what I say about these federations and these people, they're like, you're, we'll fucking sue you for slander and libel. And I'm like, fucking public record isn't slander or libel. Shut the fuck up. You know? And it's just like, nobody's, it just, it's seemingly with, Because we all are exposed to everyone all the time, everybody's opinions, everybody's actions, everybody's beliefs and thoughts and fucking flaws and victories and whatever, people just have so much less patience for it and less openness to be like, well, that person is different than me. And that's okay. They share a different opinion. They share a different viewpoint. They do a different thing. They think differently th- than I do, and that's okay. That's a lost skill that we've not had in 2020 or recent years, I feel, and I don't I don't know why.
0: What? Yeah, I was about to say, like, I'm not sure, but I feel it. I feel like people are a lot quicker to jump, attack, pile on. If, if there's yeah. – if there's like a amount of people piling on a certain topic or a certain person people i see it in the comments like people start piling on and it's like you know all right take it easy though because you guys definitely don't know either party involved and are just a jumping in because hey is this the new punching bag this week and you don't even sometimes i'm not even hip to what's going on on why uh because you can't even keep track it's weird quad, when quads like rob is on here Quad, quad <laughs> rob philippus i'm calling quads like rob now but um he actually had mentioned that um, he said something about COVID at the time. I can't remember exactly what, but it's very politicized. Everything's politicized these days, right? Yeah. Even if you're not trying to. Even if you're like, man, I'm not trying to take a political side here. I forget mm-hmm. what it was, which side he took, but he said he lost like 10,000 followers in a week. He's like, it was. Yeah. He's like, it was crazy. He's like, and I wasn't trying to get to. Too iffy here. He's an older guy. He's in his late thirties. Yeah. He's got like a teenage son, so he's yeah. not trying to ruffle too many. he's not trying to get too wild here. But he's like, he's like, yeah, I didn't expect that to happen, you know. Yeah. And it yeah. was, I could see that. It, it people now are. I don't know if it's because we're far more isolated. These conversations aren't happening as much in most people's yeah. lives. We're far more isolated. We're not seeing each other. We're not around each other. Or routines are disrupted so we're like edgy a little more anxious a little yeah. more a little more quick to pile on and if people are piling on someone we're like all right let's jump on there then this guy's gonna get it this week <laughs> whatever this guy did mm-hmm. if, if if it's a green light to hit this guy up let's let's green light this guy mm-hmm. and sometimes i'm like i try to resist like um, Outrage—it's like outrage culture is another hot button. I don't know exactly what that means. So, uh, but I try to resist the temptation of getting too too offended sometimes. And I'm like, I, I try to say like we were saying earlier, relax. You know what? Even if it's a different point of view, you gotta you gotta man. We need this. This is North America. I'm not America, but it's you know same in Canada. We need it. We need yeah. both sides. You need you need to look at it. I think people just get a little too offended too quickly.
1: Yeah. And, and it's, it's too reactionary. People like are are too reactionary. It's there's nothing wrong with thinking about what you're going to say or thinking about how you feel. Because if I, if, if I'm in, if I'm in, in an argument or in a discussion and I immediately jump to being pissed, I'm like a lot of it's, it's hard to be like, okay, chill. Like think about why you're pissed. But if you can develop that skill and be like, all right, why was my immediate reaction? Like anger there. And it, it, it may be valid. It might be valid anger because a lot of like a lot of the times, like especially as a gym owner, my biggest thing with people is like people being inconsiderate. And a lot of the times when people are inconsiderate, it's not because they're intentionally going out of their way to be like dicks or like leave shit out or ruin shit for other people. They just don't know. They're just oblivious, you know, and that's not bad. It's just like Sometimes you just have to aware people because like our if we have to follow the COVID restrictions by the book because we essentially wrote the book. So if I have people that aren't wiping their stuff down, I'm like, yo, wipe your stuff down. And they're like, oh fuck, man, I didn't even think about it. And I'm like, Yeah, it's cool, just letting you know. And then it's like you just have to it's it's just being on people. And sometimes it's like letting someone know why you're immediately immediate reaction was anger because like if i'm talking to somebody and they say something that upsets me i i can either be like fuck like fuck you i'm upset fuck this shit i'm done or i can be like pause (laughs) letting you know that pissed me off because this because it was a lack of respect to me or like because you didn't you didn't acknowledge what I just said and just blew, blew me off and like shoved this opinion into the situation. And then they're like, they can either accept that and acknowledge it or they won't. And if they won't, then it's like, well, this isn't productive anymore, so see Then, ya. It's,
0: then it's on them though. You actually put it on them if you're like, that's where you could turn it and that's what you should do is uh, like, like you said, pause. Don't, you know, give yourself a second do the old 10 seconds if you have to right count to 10 you're going to you're going to settle down a minute then explain and then it's on them you explained so if they dismiss and if someone ever does that with you if someone ever says, and here's another thing that you you train, if someone ever approaches me, and I've had this on this on these podcasts, I've had people reach out and um, like several times, not just once or twice, because we just talk sometimes, and they'd be like, "That actually bothered me. You brought me up, or you you said something that was referring to me, so whatever, right?" And I wasn't intending to offend that person, and instead of being defensive, where I'm like, "What the like?" They might be heated, so they might come at you a little harder than you might want them to put a pin in it for a second and if you just acknowledge that they got angry be like you got angry and i didn't mean to make you angry you'd be surprised how far that goes with the person being like that was not Mm -hmm. my intentions just so you know that was not Mm -hmm. my intentions if you got angry there i wasn't trying to and then you can if you apologize you alleviate that perceived wrong on your running like there's nothing more I could do because I didn't try to make you angry. I did and I apologize for it. That's it, man. Usually nine times out of ten if it's a good stand-up guy, stand-up girl, they'll be like, all right, fuck it. We'll, we'll leave it there then. Cause there's nothing, you know. But if they want to carry it after that, even then, that's on them now. Now okay, good. You threw the ball back in their court. You could actually alleviate that. Take it off your take it off your shoulders and be like, look, what can I do? I told you what my intentions were. Apologize. You took apologize if it didn't come off that way where are we at now right i don't think yep, people do exactly. that enough with social media
1: mm-hmm. there, know, there's there, there's two it's like 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 i said earlier it's too much reaction and too little understanding yeah. like you said it's it's just people people tend to only give validity to their own viewpoint and 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 while the viewpoint may be valid the other viewpoint is just as valid it's right. just not yours
0: <laughs> that's a good quote yeah I like that dude. And you. And let me also say, anyone listening, if you listen, be like, "Holy shit!" I reached out to Six Pack. Um, I think that is bigger to actually reach out to someone than stay silent, angry. I never see you except for twice a year, and then I don't know what the hell happened between us. I prefer if someone reaches out to me and says, "Look, I got a little upset, and here's why." That's good, so that we could actually talk. That's actually good, solid communication. I appreciate when someone does that, as opposed to. I'm not going to say nothing. He probably won't take this right. I'm going to stay mad at him. It's like, man, that's where nothing gets settled and uh, you end up losing a contact and you're like, I'm not sure what the heck I said, but all of a sudden this person got quiet on me, you know? So mm-hmm. yeah, man, communication. It, it's uh, I think social media, is instant gratification just the so you get fired up and it's not next time you see him. You may not see him for, you may never see him. So you just fire off. Mhm. Yep. A comment right there. You just wrote something down. Were you about to pass a note to me?
1: <laughs> no, I wrote. I wrote the fucking no. I wrote that. I wrote that. I couldn't remember exactly what I send said. Send it, it to I me like afterwards,
0: you. dude. It's send like, it. To, listen. I have to read?
1: Your, your viewpoint is valid, and another per- person's viewpoint is just as valid. It's just not yours. That's not what I exactly what I said, but. Massage Close it, up. because yeah. you know what?
0: Well, look at we recorded it, so you yeah, can, Exactly, it's like we
1: you use the technology that we have. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking to you,
0: is over, this isn't a podcast, I forgot. I thought we were having a beer talking. We're, we're trying to well, work out how we're, we're going to find you this. Find
1: the quote. You find the quote, That's you right. edit it, and then you put it on the podcast. There, it is. I don't
0: there know. it is, there it is. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, yeah, I totally forgot, <laughs> we're like, people listening <laughs> are like, guys, it's a fucking podcast, man. <laughs> Wait, what are you two knuckleheads doing here? It's right. we're
1: just talking we're just talking bro <laughs>
0: we're just working things out yeah, um, yeah i want to get some of these sound bites but this is you like when i have some people on sometimes i have so many good sound bites so many good pieces and i want to put them out there but i'm like frick man i'm gonna have to re-listen to this whole damn thing yeah, yeah. You went in. i got man i got so many we're not going to cover any of these questions i got by the way sorry everybody but holy smokes did we start flying i might de- you know what i'll do because I appreciate people sending them in. Maybe I'll send them to you and then uh, some of the better ones, some of them, you know, and you could maybe I'll repost some answers yeah. or something like that yeah. when you yeah, get them in. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's fine. I can do that. I don't care. Yeah, yeah.
0: Because we just started, man, here, here it is. I don't just, mind taking questions from people, but when the conversation's flowing, you don't stop it for me to be like, oh, and by the way, how many carbs do you have a week before the meal?
1: Yeah. <laughs> when well, you're getting it deep well, everybody, I had Taco Bell and McDonald's yesterday, so oh, I am wow. peak physical fitness right now.
0: <laughs> oh wow, yeah. Well, exactly, man. You see what I'm saying?
1: <laughs> yeah. But, oh, no, that's like when when we for when I when I first joined the Zoom meeting, it, you were we were talking. I'm like, are you recording? And then you're like, oh, I don't know. Should I? And I'm like, yeah, because we're we're just fucking going. So I mean, right. This, these are the best podcasts where you just fucking have conversations. It's cool. It's all right. I don't,
0: I don't like the question and answer. I've never been the question and answer. You know what? Okay. Actually, I shouldn't say it, never been. When I first started out, we, we sort of, I wrote down a shit. Like I came Uber prepared. You don't know if it's going to flow like this though. Like with me and you, we just killed two hours by the way. So
1: yeah. Oh, uh, I know. Oh, believe you. me. I know. I'm like, fuck, I'm hungry. I know. I don't. So,
0: yeah. <laughs> I'm going to let you go in a minute. I'm going to get you, uh, but, but, um, but uh, you can't always crush two hours like like this, like we just did. So sometimes you need to have a little research done in case yeah. you have to ask a lot of questions. But the good ones, you know when you're in a good one. And it's mm-hmm. when you forget you're on a flipping podcast. That's when you're, almost, yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh, hopefully I got to re- listen to it. Hopefully it'll let my mouth fly too much. Um, is there people, how can people reach out to you? Do you do coaching for people uh, yep. over Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, man, I do. I do. I have a a big online client base. I also do in person coaching out of pinnacle performance. Um, If I, 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 I'm not going to say that I have a wait list, but I'm kind of selective with who I take. So if you if you have any questions, if you want to reach out to me about coaching, um, you can either DM me on Instagram, or you can go through my website, which is Joe Sullivan powerlifting.com um i also sell apparel there so if you would like to buy any of the adapt or die shirts uh, or any of the other stupid shit that i sell uh some of them have my face on it some of them have stupid quotes uh you can do that there um i'm joe sullivan powerlifter on instagram i am not creative uh that is pretty much just what it is and i am always at pinnacle performance so if you ever want to come down and check it out and you're in columbus ohio uh you can call the gym phone that is my work cell phone uh text the gym phone which is my work cell phone or you can DM me on Instagram and we can link up and I am I'm always down here man like I'm generally here from like 9am till 9pm uh on a normal day I train at some point I train clients I'm here I'm always available for shooting the shit and hanging out and sometimes sometimes I am in a mood where I'm like I can't fucking talk right now so get the fuck away from me but that's sure. I think that comes with being a uh being a business owner and being somewhere all the time. so Well,
0: well also, sometimes uh, people save those moods when they get home. They just want to be alone. The problem is when you're there nine to nine, you're never alone. So you're going to see it all. It's like, sorry, Bro. but I haven't had any alone time. So,
1: yeah. so, yeah. so. Bro, when I, dude, when I go home, I literally, I have this fucking, and this is funny, the chick the chick from earlier in the podcast who I got into an argument, She's I think she's actually training down there, so I want to say hi, When um, but her name's Janine. Um, she, fuck, what was I saying? She, she's the one that I got into the argument with and apologized to me after joining a a while ago. I have this recliner at my house that is her old recliner. Cause when I moved, she like, I didn't have any furniture and she was like, do you want this? And I was like, fuck yeah, I'll take this. And that recliner is my fucking savior, man. Because (laughs) when I go home, I park my ass in that fucking thing and I kick back and it's a le- old beat to fuck leather recliner. But I just park, park <laughs> myself. In there. My cat fucking lays on my chest and I watch fucking TV and I'm like, nobody fucking talk to me. This is perfect.
0: And, yeah. it's and here we are. I want to yeah. get Look, I want to take a pic. I'm going to post this up. Let everybody know we just did this. One sec here,
1: sir. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just sitting
0: Hey, man. It's okay. There we go. And is there anybody you want to thank for we let you go, sir?
1: Uh, everybody that I fucking talked about in the podcast, like first and foremost, my dad, like, I love my dad. I'm sure he'll listen to this. I'm sure he'll cry. Cause he's just as much a pussy as I am. Um, my dad, Tim Castle, Dave Tate, Chris Duffin, uh, fucking Janice for introducing me to Tim. Um, everybody else that fucking shows up every time I do some stupid shit in here and everybody that's a member at pinnacle, like, uh, uh, just, I, I could, I dude, I could name so many people like Jillian, Seth, Seth, uh, fucking Jake, Jake, fuck. There's a lot of duplicates. Um, just any, all of them, everybody, everybody knows who, who you are, you know, and I'm forever grateful that people are in my life that I have in my life because I wouldn't be here without them and it's just like that that's why I am who I am and I'm I'm pretty fucking all right sometimes. So
0: dude we needless to say we gotta do this again a lot sooner in three years. Yeah. And maybe even we have your business partner. Uh Doug, the guy climbed Mount Everest talking about enjoying the journey, not the destiny. It wasn't just the view that was amazing, but it was trying to get to the top of that. Oh yeah. There's something oh, yeah. about struggle. There's something about struggle and learning from it and undergoing it and then getting to the top. That's when the view is. You can get drop-in helicopter to the top of the view. You didn't earn it. It doesn't feel the same. You mm-hmm. go through everything you had to do to get to the top of that view and you look around. It's mm-hmm. a whole lot prettier, isn't it?
1: Yep. A hundred percent. And I, I'm sure Tim would love to be on this stupid thing at some point. Like he, he can talk just as much as I can. So it's, oh, it's, wow. oh, it's, why it's, it's why it's a dangerous combination, <laughs> but, I mean, but, but, and that's uh, relating it back to powerlifting again. That's my first competition. My total was 1075 pounds. My best competition so far is 2,132. Wow. I'm one of the only people that I know of that have put a thousand pounds and up upwards on their total. Like that if that's not the fucking journey, then I don't know what is, man.
0: That's that's it. Well said, my friend. Yeah. Listen, yeah. go go smash some food. As busy yeah. as you are, I am very grateful for your time, dude. Did you kill this podcast? By the way, this was gonna blow up as well. Much appreciated. We'll keep in touch, man, and uh, yeah. I mean it. And we'll have you back on whenever things settle down. Hey,
1: dude, you you hit me up when I'll I'll make time. Just let me know when. So
0: thanks, buddy. Have a good
1: yeah. one. All right, you too. See you, man. See you.